0: Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenants, Specialized pastoral care services, Christian counseling ministry, with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. Let's just cut the chase, Karen.
1: Okay. When do we not? <laughs>
0: when do we not? Let's dive in the deep ends.
1: Okay, I got my Bible open, first. I'm ready. Yeah, we got our phones <laughs>
0: unlocked to, to yep. the Bible app. Right? Mm-hmm. All that. I don't that. Carolyn, do you believe in signs? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: I never know what question you're going to ask me. Um, Yeah, of course I do. Well,
0: mm-hmm. you were telling me a lot about them before we started the podcast, yeah. and then I had to pause you and say, don't, don't, <laughs> let's stop, because we need to share this with the podcast listeners.
1: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely believe in signs. And before you ask me, I will tell our listeners there's all different kinds of signs, so don't you know, it's not limited. When we limit it, then we limit God, right? So he can, he can speak in whatever he wants to speak in. And I've seen lots of different kinds of signs. Well, we
0: were talking about the sky and, and different ways that God Mm -hmm. sort of lets you know he's there and that he's with you. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that there's all all sorts of lesser things, Mm -hmm. maybe in a general sort of way, there's all these lesser things that then that sign speak to. It doesn't make them lesser in significance or importance. And they can be quite intricate in that they're very personal and individual you know, assigned to you may not be assigned to me. Right. And they're probably based on your experiences. God gets your attention in a certain way, reminds you of a certain thing, mm-hmm. comes to your awareness that directs you then toward Him. And, mm-hmm. and I, we, we talked a bit too about mm-hmm. the deeper things. Mm-hmm. Don't be so superficial. It's not all yeah. transactional in that sort right. of way. Mm-hmm. But I think in a general way, all signs lead to one end. Okay. Can you imagine? I'll let you speculate on what you think that might be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm good at speculating. I put a. I want to do a shameless plug for our covenants Facebook page. I put a a post about speculation, so you can check that out, listeners. Um, hmm. What am I speculating about? What was your question?
0: Just all signs lead to, I think, one thing. And I thought maybe you might be able to, to out of the spirit, well, just say what it is. And then I could say, yes, I get, you got it. It's right. Oh, okay. Confirm. No, confirm what no otherwise. Pressure. No pressure. Right, Confirm what otherwise well, the spirit is. I mean,
1: is. I, you know, people say, like, I don't believe in coincidences. So people will say, well, I think that's a sign, you know, that this is something. And, I, you know, my question is, well, where do you think that's coming from? You know, do you think that um, the world or the devil is going to point you towards something good, or that something miraculous happened, and it's just happened to happen? So I think that signs are from God, and that you know we need to have our eyes open to to see that, to notice that, because I think they're everywhere, but people want to put other labels on it and say this is why that this you know, and they and I just. I don't believe that. I think everything happens for a reason and I think, you know, that...
0: Well, that gets a three. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow. Maybe a five. You're the one that's I'm judging it. I'm sorry. I you're don't the know. one that's judging it. I'm just know. playing along. Okay. Well, I don't know where all you're going sides, with this. I <laughs> all you're, you're... signs. All lead to what? Tell us the well, All answer. signs lead
1: to God. I said God. I know. only but, got a three but, out of five.
0: But a... that, we just have to backfill it, <laughs> though, so to okay. make it real obvious okay. and bombastic. Okay. I told you I've been accused of being bombastic. Yes. But you have to be so people will get the message. Yes. Yeah. You have to capture their attention in such yes. a simple way that they'll at least... Yeah. understand that yeah. otherwise it becomes too complex mm-hmm. or in intricacy you could go in a million different directions to hit them. down a bunch of rabbit yeah. holes and you it. lose the point mm-hmm. all it- signs point to god yeah absolutely. and his presence mm-hmm. whether we interpret them in positive or negative dimension probably speaks to us right and our relationship with God, mm-hmm. and should we not have a really good relationship with God at the moment, mm-hmm. then we're probably not going to necessarily interpret them in the most confident,
1: right, exactly.
0: courageous, right, faith-filled mm-hmm. sort of dimension mm-hmm. or dimensions way. And we're going to see them maybe like... Oh, this is a warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on at the same time, even though it may still be a warning, God's right. trying to tell you something, right. correct you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and judge you. But he's not judging you to condemn you. Mm-hmm. He's giving you direction. But if you see it in the context of your relationship with God being positive mm-hmm. and loving, mm-hmm. and you understand, you begin with that first. He's right. not intention to destroy you to kill you Mm -hmm. that's the devil Mm -hmm. that's not God exactly Mm -hmm. but if you begin with that then even if he gets your awareness and even if the awareness lets you know maybe you've not been really seeking God like you should for a while or Mm -hmm. maybe you're kind of like flirting around with other things or you've forgotten about him in some sort of way Mm -hmm. personal you're not there you're not hanging out with him you're not talking to him holy spirit speaking Mm -hmm. to him all those things at least that gets your attention and lets you know maybe you need to remember mm-hmm. not only how important he is, awareness, this could you know be risky, this could be like a bad thing. Like, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Right, right, right. But if you stay in communion with him, communication, mm-hmm. communion with him, it's mm-hmm. wonderful mm-hmm. because you immediately, well, maybe not so immediately, it may take still a while to get back to that point, but you can recapture that first love that perspective absolutely
1: Absolutely. and you said it those words at the very beginning see it in that context and i thought that's the key right there because we have to see it in that context which means we have to look at it and on purpose and a thought process that is pointing towards the truth not just how we framed it or how we think it should be but to see it excuse me in proper context which which would align with his word And then the peace, the the confirmation that we have from him comes after that. But you're right, we have to look at it from the right right perspective from the beginning on the front end or it's not going to make sense.
0: Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Where's <laughs> <good>. that at? <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was going to give you the verses, but I wanted to get them out first before you looked them up so I could get your straightforward, without too much thought sort of reaction. Matthew twelve thirty-eight. Thank you. And they were demanding a sign, but they weren't demanding a sign like we're celebrating signs. Mm-hmm. They were coming from <laughs> that not so great place. Yeah, adulterous and evil. They've been they've removed themselves. They've been straying so far away from God. They'd had no communication with God. And we're not really very kindly taking to the idea that somehow Jesus was here to remind them of how far they had strayed and the way back. How they would get back to God. But in this particular context, they were being very transactional, very superficial. They weren't at all being very deep on any of this stuff. They were just wanting God.
1: They just demanded it. A sign. Yeah,
0: just give us a to sign. Just show us. No, right. that's mm-hmm. not how that works. Because right. right. that's really not a seeking, a desiring. Right. exactly. Of the greatest mm-hmm. that the sign would represent. You, They're not seeking and desiring a relationship with God. Right. They just want to be told movement. what to do. Mm-hmm. And in a transactional sort of way, that might also leave them some options to argue the point. Mm-hmm. Well, why do I have to do it that way? Mm-hmm. But if you get to the heart of the matter, <laughs> no pun intended, you get to that deeper yeah. place, yep. you approach everything from that deeper place, which may to them sound really confusing. What's the deeper thing? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go deeper? Just mm-hmm. tell us what to do. No, mm-hmm. the deeper actually is not more complicated or complex, except that you want to argue the point. Mm-hmm. But the general deeper thing is you need a relationship with God and the only way that you're going to have it is in the name of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit's operationalized operations fully intact Mm -hmm. within you. And when you do that, you're going to go to some places Mm -hmm. that aren't always very pleasant.
1: Boy, that's the truth.
0: Three days in the belly of the whale was not pleasant to Jonah. Three days before a resurrection, after a crucifixion, was not pleasant for Jesus. But there's something that happens when you go to the deeper places. There's something that takes place when you start to look at it and say, this is not really all transactional. My awareness takes me to an understanding through some transactional means because right. humans are really grossly superficial. Right. Old Testament is in some ways grossly, as in not adequate, mm-hmm. inadequate, mm-hmm. to really bring you to salvation. But it can is a sign. Right. It's like John the Baptist. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a sign. It's pointing. It's pointing to.
1: Mm-hmm. It's literally a sign, and it's spiritually a sign, and these. So who was asking him was the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And they are very, it's black and white, transactional, it's questions. And it's like, you know, people throw out that rules and relationship. But, you know, it's Paul. It's, I'm doing this and this is what's supposed to happen. And why is this question, you're going to answer it. And that's just not how it is. It's not that simple. And... I just think about, you know, that that sign, you know, when you said about, um, you know, Jesus being in the tomb for three days, Jonah's, and it, at the end of that part it says, and now something greater than Jonah is here. You know, John the Baptist was pointing towards something, you know, something coming greater than I am. and. If they want to look superficially and just look for that sign, then that's all they're going to get. They're going to scratch the surface and then it's going to be, you know, a verse. But there's so much more than just a verse. There's so much more than just um, knowing about Jesus. It's like the difference between knowing about him and then knowing him.
0: So when do you seek signs then? Mm -hmm. Not only you, but in a general way, all of us. When Mm -hmm. would any of us? be more inclined or most inclined to seeking after a sign?
1: Well, I think the obvious would be that we're looking for something. So we need something to be given to us, whether that be an answer or, um, you know, confirmation. So like if you're, you know, should I um, marry this person? You know, God, I, I need a sign. Should I marry this person? Which, like we said, that kind of goes back to the the motives and the deeper of that, you know, so can you trust him to, um, can you follow him and, and trust him even if you don't have a sign? So, or, um, you know, I, I need a sign, you know, it just depends on what it is that the person needs, but they're wanting something out of it and then... You know, then there's this trust thing because it's like a balance to me because you can't ask for a sign and then say you trust them at the same
0: time. <laughs> so people come to you mm-hmm. probably out of a similar sort of either state of mind mm-hmm. or some being, psychologically speaking, human mm-hmm. dimension, mm-hmm. maybe spiritual in the sense that they have strayed and things are happening and yeah. they've gotten confused and course, they're not listening to God, so they don't right. have that communication, right. so they don't get that mm-hmm. sort of direction that God would give you, not from the outside, but from the inside, again, from more spiritual dimensions, from the soul, the deeper mm-hmm. portions. Mm-hmm. And they are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> they, need, they need help. Yeah. Uh, people ask, me, <laughs> why do we talk about so much trouble? so many difficult things. Why do I even like to do what I do? Wow, okay. And it's not because I like to see people in trouble, and it's not even like that I like to focus on trouble. Right. But I know where trouble takes me, Mm -hmm. if I do it rightly in the Lord, Mm -hmm. it takes me to resurrection. Right. I know what trouble leads all of us to. It's an awareness Mm -hmm. that we're not enough. Mm -hmm. We're inadequate. So I like... To deal with trouble, yeah. I don't know that I want to cause trouble <laughs> or create trouble just so that I have some project to work on. There's plenty of that in the world. They, yeah. I don't need to make it for myself. And right. so and that's important because a lot of people create problems for themselves. Right. That may be for another podcast. I don't want to go down that trail. Yeah. But I do want to say this. There's nothing wrong with going to hell if what hell reminds you of is the resurrection to follow. There's nothing wrong with going to the deeper places where in human dimension, the torment lies, Mm -hmm. the unclean spirit occupies. Mm -hmm. If what that means is by going there, you bring a light into a darkness and by going to that place, whether it's again, Jesus as with this passage, you, me, with the counseling, anybody who ministers really out of the Holy Spirit, out of Jesus, even in your own personal life, the only way you could really minister that is if you are willing to lay claim to this testimony. Yeah. I don't want to go to hell. Right. I don't want to right. see hell. I don't want to dwell in hell. Or but like I don't it. know that you can avoid going there But what you can do is you can go there and not only find liberation from from the bondage yourself Mm -hmm. of whatever it is that's put you there, but you can set a lot of other captives free Mm -hmm. by going there. And that's my life. I I, (laughs) get... It's my testimony. I don't want to create problems. I don't want to stir up problems. Mm -hmm. But my whole purpose in life really is centered upon bringing resurrection from the dead. Yeah. Or those that could potentially be dead because you're not dead until you're dead. But once you're dead, right. if you've not gotten out of hell, mm-hmm. if you've not taken the help, the assistance, and and allowed that to help you, right. taken, receive that, and right. allow that to help you, right. you could spend your whole life there and never, be ever, ever be resurrected. Mm-hmm. These are folks that Jesus was talking to in this passage that were in hell. Mm -hmm. Evil and adulterous. You're in the belly of the whale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They might as well have been dead men walking. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, you're seeking a sign, but I'm going to give you a sign. It's a sign of Jonas, but I'm going to remind you, I'm the sign. You don't know it yet, but on the third day, I'm coming out of the grave. Right. On the third day, right. I'm going to resurrect. I'll be resurrected. I think he resurrected himself, but there was resurrection power. But even as he said that, he was saying that with the idea in mind that this was not transactional with God, but this was entirely one and the same with God. Mm-hmm. But when you get to this part in your counseling and people understand that you've gone there with them, you're in it, you've not run from it, you've not said, oh, well, I feel so sorry for you because you're in hell, but aren't not glad I'm on the other side of the gulf. I won't say that, by the way. <laughs> no, but that doesn't do anything. And I would be a liar if I told you that I was completely immune from that experience. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't want to chase there. I want to stay as far right. away from there. Right. Salvation is as much not doing things mm-hmm. that you know you shouldn't do as it is counting on forgiveness. But there's no way to avoid. You can do the best you can, but nobody's perfect, We're human. This is why the judgment thing comes into this passage. We just have to realize these folks were trying to avoid it altogether and you can't without becoming an incredible hypocrite and having such alienation from God, you no longer heard Him. You're missing the entire point. The point isn't to escape hell. The point is to overcome hell. Overcome the grave. Liberate those that might otherwise pay attention Mm -hmm. to Lazarus come forth, Mm -hmm. the witness of resurrection power.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I just, uh, that just makes, mm, that just makes my heart sad and happy all at the same time because. You know, I know people that are wanting to stay there in that hell, and I try to encourage them, you know, and, and I'm speaking personally, not, not people that come in and, and I will continue to do that because I'm not going to give up on them. But when, when a person's in that place and they're choosing, you know, they're not wanting to see, um, I liken it, (laughs) i shared this illustration with somebody and they kind of laughed and I was like, but it's true, you know, um, they're in the pit, but then, you know, then they get comfortable and then, you know, then they start making it their home and then they start, you know, putting out rugs and decorating. And it's like, no, this is not where you're supposed to stay. I want you to come up out of this pit with me and enjoy your life and, you know, have this experience that God wants you to have, but it's hard to see that when, you know, you're in, hell when you're in that moment but that's why we're willing to go there and that's why we're we're willing to sit there and listen with no judgment we're not there to talk about no your type of hell or how you even got there
0: i'm just gonna go through it with you
1: right but aren't i glad <laughs> yeah, I- I'm not alone. Oh, when I'm going through, but they it? need to know that the people that come to see us need to know. Like you know, they're, they barely whisper it out. They're so they don't even want to say it, and it's like it's okay well, <laughs> because it's, we've all went through that
0: part. You know, well, don't you know there was a part of me? What I even said, we all go to hell. Mm. That I'm wincing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm having a cringe moment. Yeah. Because I know there's people out there saying, Oh, no, not me. Don't you preach that sermon to me. Okay. I can be set free completely. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You can in spiritual dimension. Mm-hmm. Right. And your, your soul as it is reclaimed Right. in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. As one now with Christ, through the Holy Spirit, and now God. You are immune to the living in it. Right, right. But if you're in this world mm-hmm. and and so much so going through this world, yeah. there's no way to escape it. Right. But I'm so thankful that there are people out there who aren't so afraid of that thought mm-hmm. that they won't roll up their sleeves and go through it with me. They won't give me just the words. Yeah, They won't just talk at me they won't... Oh, well, you just need to be positive about things. You just need to look at the world in a... Posi- You're an optimist, so I'm not... That's not directed. Yeah, but Positively, I don't like
1: that. I don't like that at it's all. It's superficial. I wouldn't say that.
0: It's say hypocritical.
1: What, yeah, i say what our pastor says. I'm going to punch you in the throat and tell God I found you that way. Because I have little tolerance for that. Because it's not real. It's not real to tell somebody, Oh, it'll get better. And pat him on the shoulder. And then tell him to leave. And... I'm not going there, David. That is not how I do it. And yes, I'm an eternal optimist, but I am going to recognize and acknowledge what you're in because it's horrible and it's hard. And hence, you're here for a reason. There's something you're going through and we're going to go through it together and we're going to look at it and I'm not going to be afraid because I can share with you, if somebody wants to know, all the hell that I've been delivered from
0: and so Presently I'm, going through.
1: And presently going through. And we'll continue to go through. <laughs> and it'll look different. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a different thing next year, next month, whatever. But that's okay. Oh, my goodness. That's okay. I just wish somebody that hears this, <laughs> that hears this could get that. That it's okay to go through this hell that you're going through. I called it, I had five, I called it my five years of sheer hell. That's what I called it. Because for five years, I felt alone, like there was no sign. You know, I was asking God, like, help me, help me, you know, (laughs) like Jonas and the whale, like, help me. And I was in the three days and it was really tough to feel like that nobody understood. And, and the worst part, where was God at? That was really tough. That was really tough. So, you know, if you have those kind of feelings, then you're in good company well, because we have been there.
0: And that's why I believe, again, in this passage, Jesus has given them the most obvious, but they can't see it. Right. I'm the sign. Uh-huh. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Death, burial, but that's the sign. Mm-hmm. Not only will there be hell. He fulfilled <laughs> his own sign. <laughs> With that, you'll feel like you're so alienated, mm-hmm. and isolated mm-hmm. from God and mm-hmm. godly people. Yeah. Temptation, wilderness temptation right, sort of right. experience. Yeah. But there's always a resurrection. And he's Amen. saying, look at me. Mm-hmm. If you can look at me, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all man matter of men or mankind mm-hmm. unto me. Mm-hmm. And that's really what he's saying. Is you have to look at this mm-hmm. as more than just me. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to hear it any more than many people (laughs) that are probably listening to the podcast right now are not wanting to hear it. And they're just as as afraid of it, ashamed of it, as afraid of it, as would be the people that come see us. But that's really what we're trying to say is get past yourself. Get out of your own head. Because this is the plight. Of humanity, but this is why we need a savior. Exactly. <laughs> and then the good news in that is not that God is condemning us, but God is saying, "Get past yourself, so you can receive the help that I'm sending you, exactly. so that I can do what I've always exactly. wanted to do, mm-hmm. which is preserve you, take mm-hmm. care of you, mm-hmm. bring you out of this world, mm-hmm. even while you're in this world still, mm-hmm. so that right. you know those moments of refreshing yeah. Yeah. and of blessing." Mm-hmm. And entering into my rest because really all this work seems to be yours, but it's only yours if you don't let me bear that cross with you. Right. But you got a cross. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the right way to say it. Jesus carries the cross for us, but we still are going to go through it. Right. There's no escaping that. Mm -hmm. And should you have any doubts, I'm going to go back to the passage. Matthew 12. And I'm going to go ahead and read 42, but I'm really chasing down 43 here. The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment, in the judgment with this generation, and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. This is the part I want to get to. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from which I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation." So does that mean that we're all going to go through this cycle of sin? That's what we used to call it. Old Testament stuff where we get into trouble. All of a sudden we need God. We're Israelites. Yes. We call out, Jesus, help me. Or God, help me. We repent. Mm -hmm. God says, sure. I've wanted to help you all along. Mm -hmm. You are the one running from me. Only to then fall into apostasy and repeat the cycle. No. I don't think that's what this pat. Actually, that's what this passage, I believe, is kind of speaking to the opposite of. No. But it still doesn't mean that the devil is not going to come back again. Right. And should there still be a, a bit of cleaning? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like under the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times do you get to clean it? No. Because it's hard to pull out. Like under the stove. Yeah. But if you ever have to replace the refrigerator oh, yeah. or the stove, oh, yeah, you begin to realize how <laughs> the dirty the house really is. Mm-hmm. You just can't see it. Right. But that's the whole idea, too. Whitewashed sepulchers, mm-hmm. clean, white on the outside, mm-hmm. dirty. On, no, we want to do it from the inside out. But should there still need to be a vacuuming now and then? Continue yeah. that analogy. Yeah. Or cleaning now and then? Yes. Right. Holy Spirit, name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Not only did you go there the first time so I might know salvation, but help me to not forget to remain in constant communication with you. Yeah. Good times and bad
1: times. Absolutely. It has to be. It has to be all of it together.
0: And yes. Because there will always be something that dirties us up yeah you just and can't go through this world without encountering that
1: i shared a little bit about that before our podcast and you know went through a little personal thing and it was a good reminder to me you know it wasn't it wasn't just you know about well why did you allow that to happen you know and i get hurt or whatever it goes <laughs> in our flesh we, you know we can be, i have people ask me that well why didn't why did God allow this to happen? You know, not, and I'm not making light of that. It's, we just, you know, if we had our choice, of course, everything would be easy and perfect and right, right? But it's not. We don't, we don't live in that world. We live in this world. And so I needed to get out the vacuum cleaner, you know, and, and yeah, as hard as it was, but that's... <laughs> I say thank God that he still speaks to me like that and that he will still bring that to my awareness because without that, then what? Then I just let it go and then, you know, then things get worse and so no, um, he cares enough about me and so I think you're right, but that's hard though. It's hard to, I've pulled out my refrigerator when we had to get a new one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know it's like I didn't want to see that you know like I and I have like sensory issues for those of you that don't know like I I I have lots of issues but <laughs> I have these weird like you know like I don't like wet paper you know I just I have these weird things so like my husband will know he's just like like he knows what I can deal with and what I can't you know And I'm just like, what's that? And he's like, well, I'll do this if you'll do that. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, I can tolerate that. But, you know, it's the the willingness to go there. And they, the Pharisees, and they wanted to see what they wanted to see. Like you said, it was just all Old Testament kind of.
0: They wouldn't lift a finger to help somebody in need.
1: It was all um, in, uh, what do you call that, like, not in theory, but it was just, um, it not just transactional, but it was in, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, like for, to be seen, like for show mm-hmm. and that's not the word I'm looking for, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't real for sure, but it was m- going through the motions and it was
0: like, it's all transactional. Yeah, I know you mentioned that, but it's that's yeah. what I mean by transactional. It's all tell me what to do, I'll do. but that's yeah. not really the point. The point yeah. is you can. There's no depth. No depth because they really their heart isn't in it. Right. Their right. head is in it maybe, right. and only then because they don't want trouble. Mm-hmm. Or and but even then it's not enough because just at some point if it's only a head thing they'll eventually end up arguing with you. Right. And fighting with you over. Yeah.
1: It. And, Until they and, see something different,
0: or the, yes, and the seeing something different is going to say, mm-hmm. or the consequence. Yeah. Seeing something different is seeing the consequences mm-hmm. of it. They're going to stay in hell. They're going to get more of it. Mm-hmm. They're going to create more of it. Right. I spoke earlier. I don't want to cause trouble. But then That's, they get used to
1: it, though. They then they start justifying it, and then they then they're in their pit, and then they're decorating it. You know, it's like this is not what's supposed to happen. Do you not see that you're in a pit. And, you know, God did not <laughs> send his son to die so that you can stay there in this pit and, and be happy about it. You know, and, and that's all non, not said in judgment whatsoever because we've done that. Both of us, I guess I'm going to speak for you. We've, you know, sort of went there so we can identify with, with people that come in. We know what that's like, but we got out of that pit. And that's not to say there's not pitfalls that we don't stumble into every once in a while. But we're not going to live there. And that's, you know, one of my goals is to help people see, you know, you don't have to live there. You don't have to stay there. There's a better way. There's a Nineveh out there that needs to hear Christ. And he needs you to go take that message. You know,
0: we all have our... Well, it, and thank you. That, that's great because that takes me back very quickly because, again, this would be a trail like a chase down. Mm-hmm. But that was Jonah's problem. Jonah was still in a cycle of sin. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. <laughs> well, he didn't want to go.
1: <laughs> and he, they don't deserve it.
0: <laughs> he went the wrong way.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: He ended up in the whale.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it didn't end him. God had the whale spit him up on shore. He preached a wonderful sermon. Mm-hmm. He had some then awareness of right. God, right. In, in the sense of actually doing what God's asking him to do, not only an awareness, But God had got his attention because he asked him to do this in the first place. But at the same time, he really wasn't cooperative. That's what I'm trying to chase down. He was much more cooperative until they repented. And then all of a sudden, the same stuff (laughs) that applied to Jonah, that was his salvation, his resurrection, redemption, Mm -hmm. God was saying, I can even take these rocks. And they'll praise me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could take these Ninevites mm-hmm. who really didn't have a heart, mm-hmm. but in a transactional way, even they're willing to listen to the word and grasp it mm-hmm. and apply it. They were superficial, and they mm-hmm. didn't get the depth of it. Yeah. But Jonah got angry. And the cycle of sin, He went right back to his wicked ways. Mm-hmm. Judging them, yeah. condemning yeah. them.
1: They don't deserve.
0: They don't deserve. Thinking about all the things that they had done to him, his people were doing to him and his people at the time. He didn't want anything to do with any of that. Mm. But that is the cycle of sin, but that captures the human nature, which I think is, in general speaking, general terms speaking, generally speaking, is our humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And our humanism. And and we can, again, have ourselves sanctified. We're saved once, I believe. And then there's sanctification that follows. But the sanctification is that unclean dimension. It's like that refrigerator. If you, underneath of it, you clean it out. If you don't regularly clean it, it'll just accumulate again. But that's the way it works. Mm -hmm. But Jonah was not receiving of that in the most positive of terms. Because how do I know because that's the end of the story right He's on the side of a hill or on a mountaintop looking down or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and he's in hell. He's miserable. the heat, the anger, the torment, mm-hmm. the sun glaring down. and he's not willing to not only at that point give forgiveness but he can't abide in it. Mm-hmm. And that gets us back to why when Jesus was speaking to the adulterous and evil generation, their mindset wasn't anywhere near. They were not going to receive the message because they had no heart. They had no compassion. Mm -hmm. They had no empathy. They had no capability to adopt any other perspective than their own. And their perspective was, don't take me there. I'm not going down with you. Right. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to assist. I'm not going to bind your wounds. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay so that you can have some place to heal. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave you alongside the road in the ditch. Yeah. And who cares?
1: And he's not the only one. I just um, heard a message last week. Somebody mentioned this psalm. And it's not of David, but it's Psalm 88. Psalm 88. And, you know, a lot of the Psalms, um, I've went to the Psalms before for comfort and, you know, there's a lot of um, relatable things and, and David, you know, speaks to how he feels and, you know, we can, I feel like that too, you know. Sometimes it's really difficult and then we, we get to the end of it and he, you know, but you, oh God, you know, you, um, you save me, you hear me, you know, you deliver me out of all my troubles and, and there's some really good Psalms. But this particular one, the man like cries out to God, even verse one, day and night I cry out to you, you know, turn your ear. He's overwhelmed, verse two or verse three, overwhelmed with troubles. Um, my life draws near to death. Um, I'm going with those down to the pit, and I mean it. Just it really goes on. Uh, verse seven, your wrath lies heavy on me. You've overwhelmed me um, with all your waves. You've taken my closest friends. Um, you know, I call you every day. And you show your wonders. And you show signs <laughs> to the dead. Um, you know, all these are your signs known in darkness. And then again, you know, I cry to you for help. Why do you reject me? It just goes on and on. And then <laughs> your wrath has swept over me. And, it, and then the very last verse, you're, you know, you're waiting. You're like, okay, well, he's gonna, he's gonna turn around. You know, he's gonna see. You've taken from me friend and neighbor. Darkness is my closest friend. And then it ends. <laughs> now, I've read the Bible. I've read all of Psalms. And, you know, I'm like, well, I had to have read this. But I didn't quite remember this particular song. And it's interesting to me because, like you said, it, it's Jonas, like,
0: you know, going back to the hill. Well, they didn't it, have a Redeemer then. Right. Jesus had not come. True. But even David
1: knew that he could find strength in God. I mean,
0: he was a friend of God. Right. But but he wasn't Jesus.
1: Right. Exactly. But in our flesh, you know, we want to you know, we want to be covered. And and sometimes there's just not. Sometimes it is bad. Sometimes it is hell that we're in.
0: So he goes sleeps with Bathsheba.
1: Yeah, because that makes perfect sense. That's going to get him it's out of trouble.
0: No, and I say that facetiously. Yeah. It's not a laughing matter because Uriah, just ask him. Yeah. I mean, he was, it was his life rather than David's.
1: Do we not do the same thing? We do, though? This,
0: we do the same thing. But that's the human nature. But right. I agree with you right. that David was a friend of God and David was a man of God uh-huh. in that sense. But he wasn't Jesus. And it right. wasn't until Jesus, and that we have this then, advocacy. Through Christ Jesus.
1: He knew what to do and where to go.
0: That's right. Because we now have the sign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How much God loves us. He sent his only begotten son that whosoever shall believeth. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't perish. and wait and burn all this. Mm -hmm. But have everlasting. We have the sign. Mm -hmm. But are we going to see him for what he is? Or are we going to reject him? Keep your tongue, because I'm going to go to another passage. All right. And who is he that will harm you, if you be followers of that which is good? But and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience." That whereas they speak evil of you as of evil doers, they may be ashamed that falsely they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well doing than for evil doing. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which is hell, at least my best understanding of that. Which sometimes were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water, the like figure whereunto uh, where even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God mm-hmm. by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven. It is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto Him. It's First Peter, I believe, chapter 3, starting with verse 18 through, I think it's 22, mm-hmm. maybe a little earlier. Mm-hmm. My point is this, though. Peter's interpreting that, translating the sign. Mm-hmm. He's backfilling out of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, having spoken to him, heard him speak, joined, supped with him, had right. fellowship with him, physical, yeah. now spiritual dimensions. He's speaking as with firsthand testimony. Mm-hmm. He was his primary source. Right. We can believe him because he was there. Right? Right. But he's speaking of those things that otherwise we all know today Though we're not primary source in the same way that he was physically. We are primary source because he's resurrected me. He's yeah. resurrected you. Mm-hmm. How many people have you seen him resurrect? Right. How many times have you brought a word of testimony that was encouragement to somebody, not out of just words, but out of a living word context with yeah, you, absolutely. that speaks to these very things that I just read out of the Bible? Mm-hmm. Because we know He is real, because He lives within us. Right. And even as He lives within us and we speak those words and we act in those dimensions, which is our testimony, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We then have a ministry of reconciliation. We have an opportunity. You can't make anybody do anything they don't want to do. Right. But they're seeing Jesus resurrected every day. And they're still hard hearted. They don't have a good conscience toward God. This evil and adulterous generation has no conscience toward God. They have no conscience, as in either innate awareness, as in spiritual dimension, Holy Spirit alive within them. They grieve the Holy Spirit, blasphemed the Holy Ghost, or they have just, and, I won't say or, and they have just ignored mm-hmm. repeatedly. They've rejected repeatedly opportunity upon opportunity upon opportunity to witness how love saves, Mm -hmm. how love resurrects, but how love is not only in thought, it's not only in word as would be extension of thought, Mm -hmm. it's in actions. Right. And when you go there with somebody and you go through that with somebody, Mm -hmm. You don't save them, but it's Christ in you. But the Holy Spirit in you gives you the power to do that and then brings forth in spirit dimension the power within that individual right. that's going through it. Right. It's the best of encouragements. Mm-hmm. And there's no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no judgment. There's no exclusion. I'm better than you. You're lesser than me. Oh, I, I understand. You're just not mature yet. Well, Let's see how mature somebody is when they're facing mortality. And I don't say that maturity in Christ isn't important. I'm just saying when you get down to the death of you, I don't know. It's marginal, if anything, in your flesh. Mm -hmm. Where there is great margin or difference is in the Spirit. Because when you blaspheme the Holy Ghost... When you deny Christ, when you deny the resurrection, you may acknowledge he's a great prophet. Mm -hmm. You may say, well, he just died. He's buried. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence he was resurrected. There's no evidence of him in the world today. When you go head to head, so to speak, with those folks, you can do it in meekness. Mm -hmm. I'll probably be a bit more vocal about it. Peter was pretty vocal, though. I mean, he was pretty bombastic himself, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But the meekness is of spirit. I don't want to kill you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be contrary to Christ. I want to pray for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get me to deny my salvation in Jesus Christ by allowing you to celebrate something that you've done or me fall into the trap of trying to figure out how to give you something out of myself mm-hmm. that's other than Jesus mm-hmm. that's going to get you by. hmm because that's all it'll do is just get you by until Jesus comes. Right. Because He always comes, and there's always a judgment. Right. But why would I want to do that? It's enabling. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind right. Of dependency. Right, and that's the that's the thing we have to watch
1: out for, <laughs> lest we fall into that trap. You know, so it's not it's not as if we have it all, you know, hundred percent together, hundred percent of the time. We still have to be careful. Um, I was presented with that kind of situation the other day at the mall. An employee was talking to me about something and just kind of assumed that I was on their level and that I agreed with them and everything that they thought. And <laughs> I sit there and listened to them, you know, and I didn't, I didn't make a face. I didn't scoff at them or anything like that. But when they were done speaking, I was like, well, you know, uh, I don't agree with that, however. And then, you know, I went on and said something else. But it was just interesting to me that somebody could just sort of assume that I am in complete agreement with them. It's like no, but I knew that my actions and what I, how I responded in that next moment was going to say something, was going to speak. So there's some um, things we have to think about that we have to, you know, lest we fall in traps too. It's not like we're sitting here adjusting our halos and stuff. We, we have to be careful.
0: And so the good news, again, is the resurrection power. But the good news is you have access to the resurrection power right. in the it's name in of us. Jesus, in relationship. I just yeah. mean in the name of Jesus, not just putting on a label. Right, you right, have right, to have yeah. fellowship with him. Right be one with him. Yeah. But because of him is really what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is you can have this same spirit quicken you. Mm-hmm. The good news is for Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in his flesh but quickened by the spirit by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is Eight souls were saved by water. The like figure where unto even baptism, baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience. You can try to clean into the fridge and behind the stove do so. You can be saved in that dimension. There's an element of sanctification. Right. Salvation in that dimension. But you can't be fully saved because there's nobody that can do it. Why? Because our humanity is really the unclean spirit. Right. Our humanity and humanism is an enmity with God. Which is why we're never
1: going to be 100% Jesus while we're here. Somebody said that to me yesterday. You know, I'm trying to be Jesus. And I was like, "Well, you're you you are in the sense that you know he lives in you, and you're you're following him, but you're not as long as <laughs> as far as I understand it, you're not going to be 100 percent perfect on while you're in this human form. So stop. You, you have to get out of your head mistake.
0: Just when you on. recognize it, I know.
1: but but that person was so distraught, and, upset. I know. and I'm like, they're in hell. Exactly.
0: You can't save them because they won't listen. <laughs>
1: Yes, and that was the that was the hard part for me, and not just frustration because I wanted them to understand it, but because I actually care about that person. And it's like, do you not see? Do you not see that you're what? in hell and you are choosing to stay there because and of your own thought process?
0: And now that's where optimism can rightly come into play because... Or at least the, the concept of it, because that's what they've done. They've gotten so preoccupied with themselves and their plight in this world. That's what I said. Self indulgent, selfish. That's what I said. I said where's God in Narcissistic wound. Where's
1: God? We'll, we'll say her name, Susie. I said, Where's God in this? I, said, I mean, I literally said this, and you might think it's harsh. I even told my husband, I was like, I wasn't trying to be harsh, but I felt like the Spirit, because I took her in another room and I was like, I'm going to pray with you, and I, and she said all this stuff, and I said, Where's God at? Because all I hear is Susie. Susie I don't like, where is God in this situation? I mean, it was so far removed, even though she is a follower of Christ and has a fantastic heart. It's easy for us to get. Because that,
0: and you're right. You know, and we say that again, I say it loudly and as I do my presentation and, and I get so excited sometimes like at a ball game, mm -hmm. I'll yell at a ball game for my team. (laughs) I know. There's nothing wrong. I don't see anything wrong with that. But why would I not yell at church if I'm that excited? So people are offended by that, though, because they see me as just as angry. No, I'm just very
1: passionate about it. I'm not mad at you, I'm mad for you. And I want to win. Yeah. I said that to somebody the other day because, you know, they sometimes they might think I'm mad at them. I'm like, I am not mad at you. I am mad for you because I want you to succeed. In, I
0: just comfort and myself that. with Jesus overturning the tables in the temple. Let yes. Me change yes. Whether that is the right thing to do or righteousness, I'll, I'll allow you and the podcast listeners to make that judgment. <laughs> and I will receive it that that's a bit narcissistic, self-absorbed. But I would want to say this. The good news is, though, when you begin to look at it through God's perspective, when you begin to understand, it's not about your flesh, it's about your spirit. When you understand Jesus came to redeem your spirit, not your body, (laughs) he didn't come to redeem, he healed so that you would know he'd had the power to save your soul. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it wasn't about saving your body. Mm -hmm. It's not sparing you. Nothing gets spared in a physical way. Right. But if everything you are or all your preoccupation goes toward sparing yourself and saving your flesh, it's a losing proposition. There's no way to win that. Right. But when you begin to listen, you begin to see the resurrection testimony in us who are believers when somebody comes along when I need them and can remind me, where's God in this? Yeah. Where's the Holy Spirit? Is he speaking to you? Or a verse mm-hmm. of comfort? You don't mm-hmm. have to be like me. You don't have yeah. to like hit somebody with it hard. Yeah. but. And I usually don't start there. It's just when they're resistant, I get to this thing that I read earlier. That's
1: why I was real gentle with her, and then I was like, "We can't even stay out here. Like, we got to go in this room, and I'm going to pray for you because I care too much about you." And you know, I just I felt like God wanted me to do that. And then I even texted her later. I was like, "Did I overstep my bounds?" Because I was so harsh. I was throwing the
0: tables over, Dave. <laughs> That's that what it gets to. Yeah. But it's not a go there first and it's not right. directed at the person. Right, right. exactly. But yeah. it is a message. It's a testimony. Yeah. And I'm sure somewhere along the line Stephen knew he's going to get stoned. But he just kept preaching the sermon yeah, right. because he had to. Right. And there was nothing he could do nor would he have done to raise up arms against them. Don't pull out your sword and cut off Malchus's ear. Right? That's not what you're supposed to do. What you're <laughs> supposed to do, though, is use the sword that God gives you, which right. is your word, but right. not just word. It is backed with living word testimony. Mm-hmm. So really what we're talking about is baptism in the Holy Spirit. But all that that's required is the sign. Mm-hmm. You've got to go to yeah. the grave.
1: Yeah.
0: You've got to die. Mm-hmm. Die to self. Die to selfishness. Right. Die to all those things of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Die to that humanistic desire. Let it be you, not me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through that. You just take care of that. I, maybe yeah. I can take care of it a bit by a, a from afar, but not really in a right. direct hands-on sort of way. Right. You go through the hell. I'm not going to. Or even that idea, that I've gone through hell once. Yeah, that's, no, that. no <laughs> yep. that doesn't work either. But when you go mm-hmm. to the cross... And when you die to yourself, you're doing nothing different than what Jesus has told you to do, except to believe, as you would do that in the name of Jesus, in a relationship with Jesus, in a restored relationship with God through Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, you have the promise that though you're going to go to the grave, you'll probably have to go and face your hell and you'll have to probably speak to your hell the same words that Jesus spoke to Lazarus. It's okay, speak to yourself. David, come forth in the name of Jesus. Or even as Jesus, I said that earlier in the podcast, said that, did that for himself. In the name of Jesus, Jesus come forth. The tomb, the stone was rolled away. Nothing bound him. And while he was in that place, he testified. Now maybe that was for all those that were in the Old Testament that was caught up that were caught up in the cycle of sin. Maybe there's a bit of redemption there that they knew no better. Or at least some, some were of the father of their fathers, the devil. There was, even there was the,
1: around that we just I just read that yesterday, and there were some around them that was kind of even still, you know, like you know when they went away and they're mad, you know, he brought somebody. <laughs> there's always going to be in the midst of that. There's going to be people that didn't get it or didn't want to well, get it. They rejected it. it. Yeah, yeah, They're
0: going to reject it. They right. don't want it. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're too preoccupied with themselves. Mm-hmm. They've sold out to themselves. They've sold right. out to the devil. It's that, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, the temptation in the works. Yeah. And sadly, those were Pharisees and people that yes you know, are supposed to be pointing But they're the ones that had at least some, the devil, the trickery, mm-hmm. had something in a material dimension they figured out how to con, mm-hmm. just as the devil does, though. So. Mm-hmm. He's a con man. Knew just enough to be dangerous. And could manipulate <laughs> yeah. all those people in yeah. their innocence and right. their desire right. to really know God, but felt still somewhat inadequate or felt ashamed. They felt like there was something mm-hmm. wrong. No, nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Boldly go into the throne of mercy. Hebrews 4. Find the rest. Mm-hmm. Have the advocate do what Jesus wants to do. Mm-hmm. He wants to save you. But it's not just Jesus. God sent his son again so that you might have it. That's my job, though, mm-hmm. is not to save them, but to direct them to this right. message. Right of redemption in Christ so that we can all celebrate resurrection Exactly. I don't want to go through it again but I know I will but I now know I can get through it I now know what it takes I now can try if there's any Old Testament dimension I can continue to work on Mm -hmm. not neglecting my relationship with God I might walk Mm -hmm. outside and see the sunrise or Mm -hmm. see the sunset I might find in every moment an opportunity to give thanks and praise unto God. I want to read the word. I want to remember the 23rd Psalm, though that I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I can say I fear no evil. Not because there is isn't evil, but if I am clean, it's because of the word of God who saves me first and then continues to sanctify me. If I can find any support, it's in the fellowship of believers, but not those that are hypocrites. Right. Not those that are just transactional. Not those that have said, well, go, uh, eat something, be fed, without giving anything Mm -hmm. to the cause. Mm -hmm. Or more than even just giving you money. Don't do that anymore. I'll go buy you a meal. Right. You know, or or we'll do this together. But if they're not willing to work with me, I'm not going to do it. Right not because their intention is to use me it's like Mm -hmm. jesus feeding the thousands Mm -hmm. you could do that a couple times but at some point you realize these folks are just not really about that right doing it for themselves Mm -hmm. or out of their own belly shell flow rivers of water what they want is they want you to do it all for them but counseling we're same way too yeah sometimes i have to look at somebody say i can't help you anymore Mm -hmm. You've got to do it. You've got to grasp it, embrace it, Mm -hmm. the message. Mm -hmm. And then the source of the message, the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit in you. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do that and you don't read your word, there's nothing I can do more than what I've done, which is comfort and console you. But I'm not going to be codependent and enabling. I'm not going to continue to do that if that means that you're going to continue to move further and further and further away from God. That is not my calling. I am not going to be... Held accountable at the that great white throne judgment for all the souls I didn't save, Mm -hmm. and then hope that God forgives me because He's already called my awareness to it. So now I do it intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. They need to come in. Right. If not us, somebody. Mm -hmm. But make sure you find somebody who's got the message right, because otherwise you're going to be Mm -hmm. condemned. You're going to be caught up in that trap.
1: And, that, and that's no help to you. They're not helping you. And in fact, you're probably going to end up worse. And that's not what we're about. You know, we're about bringing you the truth. What does the truth say? And then what is God saying to you? You know, what do we hear God saying? And that's, that's my prayer every session is that they would hear not just that, not just me, but they would hear what God is saying to them. And that's so important. And, you know, I've been been spending a lot of time seeking God's will lately and just really (laughs) just kind of enjoying His presence more. I'm not really sure why, what that's about as far as, you know, there was no catalyst. There wasn't something that I just woke up one day and was like, I want to spend more time with God. It wasn't like that. but. I don't know if the time is short. I don't know what it is, but I, I just feel more <laughs> drawn to not just, you know, following him and closer and, you know, being with him, but for other people to just hear what he's trying to say to them. The sign, what is, what is it? What is your sign he's trying to show you? And then let's chase after that.
0: Yeah. But, well, and you're in love with him.
1: Oh, and that's happened. That <laughs> it's it, funny you said that because I just this past couple weeks is like I just really feel like that this time in my life is just you're which in love is with. It's funny you. because I got saved when I was fifteen, David. It wasn't like I got saved last week. I mean, you know, it's like why? But I just things happen in His timing, and you know, my kids are getting older, and. These seasons, and you know, was I wrong? Maybe I didn't pay enough attention to my relationship. You're judging with it
0: way too much, Carolyn. I, know, I know, <laughs> just I stop let, that right. Let it go. It's, a,
1: it's the fairest thing in me you're, behind me, you know, I'm trying to start my halo. Yeah, and I've just and really And there's nothing with
0: Jesus. wrong with that because yeah. he loves you.
1: Yeah, it's so awesome. That this past couple weeks have just been really. And I know we were out of town. You said, "Well, you just went on a trip and you're happy. You with your husband?" No, even when I was there. I don't know if I told you this or not. <laughs> I, I share with our listeners, I don't care. Um, yeah, I'm pretty open and transparent. You come and see me, what you hear on the podcast is what you're gonna hear in the thing because I don't I don't pretend to be anything I'm not. But it was it was nice, it was beautiful when we went out of town. Yes, all that, yeah, that was nice. But it was like I just looked up and the sky's beautiful, you know, and, and I was just like, man, it's so gorgeous. And I just felt like God was saying, I did all this for you. You well, that's kind of weird, like you go away for your anniversary. No, no. He was showing me how much he loves me. Not that he didn't before, not that I did something to earn something. It was like he was saying, like, this is my gift to you. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. But he wanted to show me, like, all this happiness I did for you because I love you.
0: Sunrise and sunset. Throughout the day, throughout the night, we're going to praise God because it's impossible for us, even as you're doing a wonderful job of capturing that relationship, you've got to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior to know it. That's our encouragement. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And if you don't, don't, I don't even know how to tell you to get through this life, this hell that you're going to go through because... I don't have the strength in me to do it, David. Mm -hmm. I don't. I just can't. Nobody
0: does. And it's joy unspeakable and full of glory, His glory. And what is His glory? Certainly there's manifest expression of that. Mm -hmm. But it's the love. The love, the love, the love of God Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if you've not accepted Him, do so. It's easy. Just do so. Accept it and say, I love you, Jesus, and I want to know more. Mm -hmm. And it'll happen. Mm -hmm. It's not magic but it's giving what God has wanted all along. Well, and I received
1: that love you have for me because you may not even grasp your love for him yet, but you're realizing, Oh "Oh, my goodness, you, you love me so much and you die for me. Wow. Nobody's done that for me. It's easy to die, you know, for a good person, but for some, you know, I mean, there it's, it's hard to comprehend his love for us. And I've had people say that I've had my family say that. I don't understand why he would love me. And I'm like, we're not going to completely grasp it. You know, We're not. I can't explain it to you.
0: He make it you. simple. Yeah. If you love Jesus, call upon Him, yeah. accept Him as Lord and Savior, and right. you will be saved. Exactly. Carolyn, make it simple. If folks want to <laughs> get a hold of us, how should they do it?
1: Well, the simplest way would be to give us a call at 304-528-9220. Or you can go online and, you know, check out our website, CovenantsOnline.com. You can shoot us an email, covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. And be sure to check out our Facebook page where we um, had, I had somebody tell me that they Checked out our Facebook page and said there's lots of cool things on there, well, so I was pretty happy about that. Not because I do it, because I Lord knows I don't know what I'm doing without His help. But I thought that was pretty nice and it made me feel pretty good because I, you know, I know our listeners um, can find our podcast link on the Facebook page, but I also want them to find Jesus. I want them to find encouragement and love and you know pointing them to the right direction to where we have found help. What is that? Um, who said that? Was it Brennan Manning? Somebody, Ragamuff Gospel. Somebody said, um, we're just one beggar pointing another beggar to where the bread is. So I want you to know where that love is. If you don't feel that love or you don't have it, I want you to have it. And it's as simple as what David said.
0: And though those things are all simple mm-hmm. to do, at least getting hold of us and accepting Jesus as your right. Lord and Savior. Right. They could also just catch the podcast. Right. (laughs) Which hopefully they will do, as we would then otherwise invite them back. And in the meantime, we want you all to be blessed.